Hey guys, Mubarak here. If you're at all interested in crypto trading, investing, and figuring out what are the best altcoins to invest in now, check out altcoinresearch.com. We just launched our new course that goes through the A to Z, regardless of your background or experience. And I know you guys are going to love it. So go check it out. Hey guys, welcome to the In Penny Stock podcast. I'm your host, Mubarak Shah, CPA and founder of In Penny Stock. And on this show, I help people around the world take control of their finances understand the markets you know regardless of your background experience and help you get to a place where you don't have to worry about checking your bank account or ever living paycheck to paycheck again now if you like the show i'd love it if you can click subscribe so that way you get my new episodes automatically downloaded and sent to you as soon as they come out so you can stay fresh on the hottest investment opportunities and education and now finally before we start today's show uh if you're interested in learning more please feel free to text the word STOCKS, S-T-O-C-K-S, to the number 44222 from your phone or wherever you are, and you'll automatically be subscribed to our email list where you'll get our free masterclass on how you can get started learning the market and taking control of your finances. All right, let's get into the show. I'm going to be talking about how you can trade penny stocks and what account or what system you need in place in order to get started, all right? So as we mentioned before, penny stocks or any stocks are trade under $5, and they're usually listed on certain exchanges, okay? So what is an exchange? An exchange is basically a place where you can buy and sell stocks, okay? But in the past, before the internet, it used to be a actual physical place, right? And that's where kind of Wall Street became popularized and all that. But now everything can happen digitally. So you're able to online buy and sell stocks. However, since the government, the SEC, wanted to protect people in order to make sure that they don't lose their money by doing trading and investments that they might not understand, the government set into place brokers, okay, a stock broker. And so these are licensed individuals. So you have to go through a test and all that. And these people, it's kind of like a real estate agent. These people work on your behalf or partner up with you, or essentially they work on your behalf, right? And they execute, meaning they put in place the buys and sell orders of the stocks that you want, okay? So if a stock is a part ownership of a company, then that is kind of what makes up all of the shares that are in place. And the interesting thing that I wanna lay out here is that the stock price of a company does not necessarily dictate the value of that company. And the reason I say that is because the stock price of, a, of the stock market of any company is only determined based upon economic principles of supply and demand. All right, so don't worry if you didn't go to economics or if you're bad at math, that has nothing to do with that here, okay? Here, the reason I say that is because you just have to understand two principles. When people are buying the stock, the price will go up. And when people are selling the stock, the price will go down. That's as simple as it is, right? And so there's this constant pull, the push and pull, this tug of war on the stock price for any stock. So you'll see almost about every five seconds or max 10 seconds, depending on the stock, of course, depending on if there's activity of people buying and selling it, the stock price is constantly and ever changing. Every few seconds, you're going to see 
a new stock ticker price. And so what you need to be able to do and what we teach here is how you can use that to your advantage, how you can understand where the stock price is going to move before it even moves there, right? So then you can profit, right? So again, treating this as the basics, treating this as, you know, you're a new trader. So even if you've been exposed to it a little bit, uh, I'm dropping kind of very tactical information on stock trading, you know, considering that I've been doing this for about a half decade, have about over 50,000 students, a um, couple of them six-figure students from just trading. And all of these are lessons and specific things that I feel like a lot of them, a majority of them did not understand until it was later on, right? So I'm trying to save you time in your stock trading journey to understand all these principles so that you can be successful, okay? So going back to how we were talking about the exchanges, right? So you have that broker that you have to work with in order to buy and sell stocks. But because of the advent of the internet and technology, now fortunately you can just use online platforms and they route the order to the broker who then works on behalf of you to get that done. So if you're watching this video now, you've probably heard of some popular ones, Robinhood, you know, E-Trade, TD Ameritrade, SureTrader, Charles Schwab, Fidelity. These are all brokerage investment banks or brokerages where you can go to them and sign up and set up an account with. So that's a broker because you need a broker because that's how you can buy and sell stocks. Individual people cannot just buy and sell, but fortunately, apps, technology make it simple. So you can literally just click a few clicks of a button sitting from your bed. You can buy and sell stocks. And that's, that's great. You know, the reason I love stocks so much is because of that easiness. You know, there's a lot of other things you can do with your money. You can run a business, you can do real estate, a um, whole bunch of other stuff. But all of those things require so much more maintenance. Okay. Running a business. That's insane. You know, it, it's, I'm, I'm doing it currently, help other people do it. I'm a CPA. Running a business requires all your energy and effort. And there's a million different things you have to deal with and stresses. Real estate is tough too. I recently got through a situation of like a whole, you know, landlord eviction thing. I don't even want to get into it. But um, real estate is, is crazy too because it's obviously everyone who's wealthy is at real estate. But it becomes very difficult if you're trying to manage it. You know, if you've ever had experience being a landlord or having to deal with tenants or having to, you know, even just the enormous stress that buying a house comes with um you don't have to worry about that with stocks in fact there's a major new feature at the time of this recording called fractional investing okay don't worry it's not complicated it's fractional investing and all that means is that now in today's world you can now buy and sell a stock of just a portion so before right and it depends on your broker again so it depends on who you choose uh, none of this is investment advice, by the way. This is purely educational, and you know I have disclaimers all over about that. But you know, uh, before, if you wanted to buy Apple or something, uh, any stock, you would have to pay the full market price of that stock. So if it was trading at seven hundred dollars on the market, then you would have to pay that seven hundred dollars. But fortunately, if you wanted to, if you saw that, okay, you did your analysis, you did your research, and you had a you had a strong thesis as to why this certain stock is going to go up, you no longer have to buy the total amount. You can now choose to spend, you know, $5 on a fraction 
of the stock price. So that's a great feature because now it opens up market accessibility to retail investors like you and I to be able to buy and sell any stock you want within any value. So you don't have to just be, you know, if you're looking at Amazon at like $700 or something crazy, you don't have to be like, oh, I need $700 just to buy one share. You know, now you can spend even $6 and own whatever fraction of that um, Amazon share and still be able to benefit in the profits and growth of that stock. Okay. Uh, but the final thing I wanted to make sure we cover going back to exchanges in this video is the concept of the exchanges, right? So you have your key ones, you have NASDAQ, okay, and you have uh, New York Stock Exchange. Those are two of the biggest uh, stock exchanges in the United States and where most of the stocks that you know of, Fortune 500, trade on, all right? But penny stocks are actually on different exchanges. These are on more so OTC, which stands for over-the-counter, and pink sheets. Now the only reason I tell you this is because you have to understand the implications of what that means for penny stocks versus regular stocks, okay? Because in order for a public company to be listed on one of these NASDAQ or New York Stock Exchange, it requires them to submit a lot of information. They need to have audits done. They need to have true financial information done. You know, the government, as I mentioned before, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, was put in place in order to protect the average American, the average investor, you and I, right? It's order to make sure that people don't try to come in and, you know, bully or manipulate or scheme people out of their money. So they're setting a lot of policies in place. And so one of them is that requiring that these companies that list their stocks for sale on a public market or exchange, that they provide a ton of information on their business model. In fact, some of the annual reports of these public companies go into the hundreds and thousands of pages, and they're required to submit their earnings and their status of their company every quarter, and then analyze and drop an entire report of their annual year every year, of course. Um, but OTC and pink sheets are different, okay? They do not disclose the required information, and so they end up being more risky, and that's why Wall Street stays away from them but there are certain methods that we'll be going over at Impenny Stock that you can utilize in order to make sure that you have a benefit and advantage over the competition. Okay, so the, the, the OTC and pink sheets, the reason it's important for you is because you need to just make sure that whichever broker you do end up choosing, that they provide this information, that they provide you access to stocks that are trading on these exchanges, okay? Uh, and it's okay to have multiple brokers. So don't feel like, oh man, I just have this guy. What am I supposed to do? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I have a Robinhood, an E-Trade, a Sure Trader, a TD Ameritrade. Um, and that's all I know for now. But uh, I like to just try out different platforms and I use different ones for different things. But that's kind of the main difference between penny stocks and what exchanges they are and why you need to utilize them. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. I know we went into a lot of detail. Uh, but if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at inpennystock.com. And feel free to comment, review, and subscribe. That way you'll get notified immediately when we drop the new podcast. And I'm focusing on dropping a new podcast every day. So on your commute to work, at the gym, whenever you're walking, 
or even just for a casual briefing on what's going on in the markets, you can definitely get an episode from here at in Penny Stock. And finally, always let me know about what topics you're interested in, either via the review or emailing me, and I'll make sure we deliver the content you're looking for. Thanks for your time.